What's it like to be a driver up there on the front lines under the shadow of COVID-19? Welcome to this HTT Talks Trucking two-part special report, Truck Driving During a Pandemic. I'm Jim Park. While many of us are cooped up at home wishing we could get out, going home isn't even an option for many drivers. Instead of wandering bored around a house or an apartment, these drivers are making the best of living in an 8-foot by 8-foot box, eating takeout food and searching for clean washrooms. And they live with a constant threat of catching COVID-19 from a customer or maybe another driver. On this episode, we'll meet seven of the modern-day heroes who put themselves at risk to keep the grocery store shelves stocked and medical supplies flowing. First up is Rebecca Coons. She's been driving barely a year, and she hasn't hugged her mom since Valentine's Day. But she still sees the greater good in what she's doing and in staying apart from her family. We'll meet Rebecca Coons and six more drivers on this podcast. They're all coming your way right after this. In these unprecedented times, count on HDT to bring you the latest news on COVID-19. Our coverage includes market reports, human interest stories, reader surveys, webinars, and more. You'll find everything you need to navigate these challenging times at truckinginfo.com. So let's first go to Rebecca Coons. I am Rebecca Coons. I work for Cargo Transporters, and I've only been driving for slightly over a year. But I haul a dry van, and I absolutely love my job. Hi, Rebecca, and thanks for joining us on uh, HTT Talks Trucking. What sort of changes have you noticed in the way shippers and receivers react to you, you know, you know compared to, say, January and February to now? Um, normally, a lot of the customers are actually are very welcoming. You know, they're, of course, we're running their freight, so they welcome us. They have break rooms. There's been a couple places where they're not necessarily as welcoming. They tell us, you know, you have to use the porta potties outside or whatever, but that's a little more rare um, in my experience than, than it was now. Like just now, I actually delivered to a, a receiver and they wouldn't let me in the facility without a mask. They wouldn't let me use any restrooms in the facility. Of course, there's no sinks for me to have access to. And they had to take my temperature before I was allowed on the property. Did anybody seem at all concerned about um, how you might protect yourself from them? Were you taking their temperature or doing anything to protect yourself? You know, I've only had one person one facility that gave me a mask. No one else. Uh, I haven't been able to buy any because I was on the road when the real initial rush happened. And by the time I got back off the road and near to like a Walmart or anything where I could get that kind of personal protection equipment, there were none to be had. So I've actually just not had a mask. I've just for foregone going into places that require them for the time being until I could find one. Recently, I was at a shipper and they asked me, do you have a mask? And I said, no. And they said, we'll provide you with one. And that's the only person who has offered me anything of that nature. I had another shipper who they gave me some cookies, which was very kind. Um, but as far as like them being concerned about my well-being, not quite so much. <laughs> What's your company doing to support you while you're out there amidst all this other stuff? 
they're trying to make sure that we have good parking. I've been able to call them in some places where the rest areas have been closed, and I told them, you know, I planned on parking at this rest area, and now it's closed. What do I do? And they've actually called around to shippers and receivers that are in the area that I'm in and have arranged parking once or twice for me, which was very helpful, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, because I didn't want to park on an on-ramp or an off-ramp. And they are actually trying to get a hold of sanitizer and masks and gloves and other types of personal protective equipment. But just like every other place, I know part of the problem is just the, the lack of supply of such things and the importance of healthcare officials having them. It's just very frustrating, especially when they're required to go into stores. So you can't even go in and buy food or buy bread, like just basic stuff, without being told that you're not allowed in without the mask. And it's like, well, if there's none to buy and I didn't have one to before this, how am I supposed to suddenly acquire one while I'm on the road? When it comes to hygiene, you're expected to keep functioning, doing your job with, with a an absence practically of washroom facility. I'm not just talking about going to the bathroom, relieving yourself, but cleaning up. I mean, you spend a day, you know, taking paperwork from shippers, using pens. Where do you get to go and wash up uh, and and try and scrub whatever might be on your hands or your shoes or your face off of it before it does you any harm? I actually have like... um a jug of water and soap on the side of the truck. So when I come back to the truck after do, after trading paperwork, I wash my hands and I try not to unnecessarily touch paperwork. I actually have like a plastic folder that I put it into so I can touch it the least amount possible and that it's exposed inside the truck the least amount of possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been fortunate in that, of course, I can find shower facilities that are open and I've gotten pictures and information from other drivers, which I will also say has been very lucky that drivers are coming together on Facebook, on Internet servers. They're calling each other, and they're letting each other know, this place does not have showers. This place does not have food. This place will not let you park overnight. They're really opening up lines of communication to keep all of us in the best condition that we can be in. And in in being a newer driver, I've really taken advantage of that because the older drivers know where kind of off-the-beat places are to park. They know where the places are that will bring food to you. They have more experience in general, so it's been a huge help to us, you know, newer drivers. I've been lucky in that, like I said, I have this, I have this ability to look up where the places are that are shutting their showers down. And I've really lucked out in that my routes are taking me to the right places where I can at least manage for the most part to take care of myself and my truck. I can't say the same of other drivers. We're now speaking with James Houston. He's a flatbed driver with Bulldog Highway Express. James, thanks for uh, taking time to talk to us today on HDT Talks Trucking. Are you seeing any differences out there now with the way people are reacting to the virus, or have you had to do anything different? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
I'm seeing a, a, a lot of ch a change in the shipping and the receiving and the people. I mean, I'm seeing a whole bunch of stuff out here. A lot of it I don't like. And for instance, like going to a shipper, uh, we we haul windmill uh, parts for windmill wind energy, and they meet us at their gate with in white suits and masks and uh, you know shield and all like that, and they take our temperature before they even let us in the gate, and. Uh, some places, they say, okay, uh, we'll put your paperwork on the flat. You know, I'm a flat better. So they say, we'll put your paperwork on the on the trailer up there, and you get it after we do what we need to do with it. And then you go sign it, and then they'll take it. You know, it's like, you know, we got leprosy or something, you know. Uh, <laughs> one, place I, one, one place I went to, uh, you can't use your bathroom. You can't use your break room. Uh, you know, uh, stay in your truck, do, do not get out your truck, you know, and this and that. And, and I cut up with the people because I know the people, you know. I said, well, uh, are you going to tarp my load for me? <laughs> they said, no. Uh, I started joking with them, and they started smiling, and they kind of ease up, you know. But, but uh, you know, I, I looked at one the other day, you know. I said, you know something? Uh, I found something pretty interesting. Saying hello and, and a smile is not contagious. <laughs> she went to laughing and took her mask off. Well, how are you making out with, uh, you know, getting meals and, and, and feeding and washing and cleaning yourself, getting to the bathrooms? It, you know, we're hearing that uh, uh, not all the truck stops are allowing drivers in to use showers and bathrooms and stuff. How are you making out there? Well, you know, I'm a, you know, my dog man died. I, I buy everything at Walmart. You know, I usually get home on the weekends. If not, I'll, I'll hit a Walmart. Uh, I'll stock my truck up, and I'll eat out of the truck. I don't eat out of the truck stuff. Now, the bathrooms, I tell you what, now, I, 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 I want to say I wish the health department would go out there and inspect all these places and make sure they're being clean. But, but then again, I say, well, if I did that, and they do that, but I ain't going to have a bathroom because they're going to shut them all up and say it ain't worth it, you know. Uh, wow. Because a lot of people just ain't, they ain't, they ain't cleaning them. I mean, you know, they're just basically, you know, sweeping them off like, you know. Uh, TA is the only one that I've seen that actually, you know, go in and, and sterilize and, and sanitize, you know. But I was at a little mom and pop the other day, and I walk up, and there's a sign on the door. If you want to use our bathroom, you must make a purchase. So I walked in, and I said, okay, well, how much do I need to purchase? She says, oh, I don't know. You just need to buy something. I said, oh, that's pretty interesting. She says, well, every time a driver goes in there, we have to sanitize the bathroom after the driver uses the bathroom. So I went, I, I went and got my $2, and I bought a package of mixed nuts. I bought that, you know, and, and used the bathroom. They ain't, they ain't sanitizing no bathroom in there. And as a matter of fact, they had a bottle of hand soap on the sink there, and they had watered-down dishwasher soap in it.
Our next guest says things have indeed changed, but he understands the need for such changes, and he also says that drivers need to take some responsibility for their well-being and to protect others. My name is Mark, Mark Sane. I work for Tri-State Motor Transit Company. been with them for three years, and I've been in the uh, trucking industry for five years. Uh, prior to that, I was in the telecommunication industry, and, and uh, that's what I currently do. Let me uh, let me ask you when you when you go into a shipper or a receiver, you know, customers facility. We've heard lots of stories where drivers are treated fairly poorly, not allowed to use washrooms or wash up or even even enter the building. I can see some merit to that. They they want to limit their exposure as well. But how do you feel being told you're you're not welcome here because you might possibly be carrying this virus given all the precautions you're already taking? That must really hurt. Well, it's it, it doesn't. It doesn't. There's there's a certain amount of appreciation for the fact that we're all experiencing something we've never experienced before. So extra precaution is actually sort of a respect for what's happening in the world today. I I look at it as though the necessary precautions to figure this out. And what I have found in a lot of the shippers now is that they're wearing masks, um, they're wearing gloves. Uh, they're taking our temperatures now when we get there, and uh, and and people are are, are sh- actually showing respect and and making some changes in their environment, such as uh, uh, an outdoor um, uh, a toilet area, an outhouse. They're they're doing things that are um, proactive to making it more comfortable for us. So I see that there's actually a a movement towards. Um, making it comfortable for the drivers. Are you seeing much in the way of facilities where you can wash up after you've left the facility or before you leave so that whatever you may have picked up there, you can hopefully wash off before you jump back in the truck? I'm not seeing that at all. I, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen that anywhere actually. So if that's actually happening somewhere, that would be news to me. I, have, I haven't seen that anywhere. Now, if we go to a, a, all the uh, truck stops are, are open and they are available for showers and things of that nature. So I haven't seen any closures in that arena, but, uh, you know, I also think there's a certain responsibility for all of us drivers to wear the proper, you know, gear, uh, shirts, long sleeve shirts, um, masks, gloves, and things that, um, antiseptic, uh, hand, uh, lotions and things and, and have bleach for your car and, or your truck and, and, and do the things that's necessary to keep ourselves safe and not pass on any virus that we might um, receive or so we don't pass it on to anybody else. Joining us next on the podcast is Harold Simmons. He's a company driver. He runs 48 states. Uh, just got back from Alaska, but right now he's talking to us from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Harold, how are you today? Man, I'm doing just fine. What what sort of things are you running up against that are uh, different now in this new environment compared to what it was like a couple of months back? Well, I think uh, one of the biggest things that we're running on uh, running into Jim is uh, the fact that all of our breaks have to be taken pretty much in the truck or at a rest area. You know, for the simple fact that uh, food is easy enough to find, but it's all basically to go food, fast food, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, there's no 
no opportunity to just sit down inside a coffee shop and, and, and get to relax for a few minutes maybe in the morning and read the newspaper or go through a magazine or uh, do some of those simple things. And uh, I, I think that's uh, that's what drivers are missing the most, that camaraderie. Uh, thing, you know, it just it's not there right now, you know, and everybody's uh, afraid to be uh, together in a group, obviously, so everybody's keeping to themselves, and I, I think that's what's wearing on us the most. How are things around the truck stops? And I know the, you know, you said the restaurants are mostly closed, uh, at least the sit-down part. Uh, you can still get yourself something to eat, though. The takeout counters are open. Yeah, you know, I'm in a, a fortunate situation. I I cook a lot of my own meals on the truck. Always have and and everything, but. When you're in a hurry, it's just, it's fast food. I mean, you know, there's a lot of Subway, a lot of hamburgers, a lot of whatever's on the shelf going out there right now. And that, you know, that uh, that's bothering a lot of the guys out here. I know that. Today, uh, I'm actually in Pennsylvania, and it's one of the very few places where the restrooms are supposed to be closed. And if you ask, you'll be told they're closed at the same time they're pointing away, you know. <laughs> so so it's kind of like outlaw bathroom use right now in this area, but this is the only place I've encountered that. <laughs> outlaw bathroom use, that's good. Well, how are you making out for, for showers and stuff? Uh, most of the truck stops, I gather, are still providing that service anyway. You know, Jim... Uh, as a professional driver, and I've been out here 38 years, so I guess I'm a professional. Uh, um, I I have got to really hand it to some of these truck stop chains, and we all know. And uh, you know, you got Pilot Petrol, TA Loves have gone out of their way. Really, I feel like uh, their employees have gone out of their way to to make sure that we have clean showers. And that, uh, you know, that we feel safe and, and, uh, even though they try to distance ourselves as, uh, themselves as we come through, they are really stepping up for us. I mean, uh, I just can't say enough about the support that we've been getting from, uh, most of the truck stops. And I hear guys talking, you know, a little bit on a CB or, on social media, I'll read something that says that there's some price gouging going on, and I just have not seen that. Um, you know, again, like I said, I do a lot of my own cooking. I go into Walmarts around the country, and you have to follow their rules, but none of the things that I buy are any different. They're not priced any different now than they were a couple of months ago. And uh, the way people are treating people is just, it's fantastic. I hope that part really lasts when this is over. We have a few more drivers to hear from in this podcast, and they'll have even more to say in part two of HTT Talks Trucking's COVID-19 special report on drivers. When we come back, we'll meet a Canadian driver and get her take on what's happening north of the border with COVID-19. But coming up next, Jeff Barker. He's an endurance athlete and a driver trainer with Creek Carriers. Stay with us. HTT and truckinginfo.com have everything you need to stay ahead of COVID-19. On top of our award-winning industry coverage, we have webinars, market reports, human interest stories, reader surveys, and more. Check us out at truckinginfo.com. 
Yeah, my name is Jeff Barker. I'm from San Antonio, Texas. I'm a driver trainer for Peter Corporation out of Lincoln, Nebraska. And I've been driving a truck for 26 years, and I have prior experience with mechanics. So I've been around the industry for about 35 years now. And I'm also an endurance athlete, too. So I do quite a bit when I'm out here on the road just to take care of myself as well as uh, help other drivers wherever I can. So you've been all over the country, uh, uh, east, west, north, south. What are you What are you seeing in terms of people's responses to this in various parts of the country? Is it scarier up in the northeast or okay down the southwest? What? Uh, just give me a sense of what you're seeing out there from coast to coast. Uh, the area I've traveled is, uh, I've been out to California, I've been to Florida, and uh, been in the Midwest. I have not been uh, east of Ohio or north of uh, North Carolina in the last month and a half, if that gives you an idea where I've been. And I haven't been, uh, you know, I've been to Salt Lake City, but I haven't been uh, up to the Northwest or anything. But for the most part, the general public, you know, they've been uh, giving us a thumbs up and whatnot, you know, and uh, a couple of vehicles I've seen, uh, somebody would ride and shoe polish on the back windows to thank you truckers. And uh, I've seen some signs out there, different shippers, uh, you know, Saying truck, you know, some of the effects of truckers we appreciate what you do and everything. I've seen that in a few places. And then, uh, like, for example, where I work over at Creek Carrier, based out of Lincoln, Nebraska, we have terminals all around the country. They uh, have been uh, making sure that we have uh, rubber gloves and um, antibacterial wipes to carry with us in the truck. They've actually bought a huge bulk purchase of it. They've been, uh, they broke it down and been giving it to us, well as hand sanitizer. And, uh, They've also told the, uh, you know, offer to give us uh, medical leave pay if we have to get, we're diagnosed with COVID-19 and whatnot. So that way, if we have to take time off in quarantine, they'll pay for a hotel room pay us for that time off. It would sure so, suck being sick in the truck if you couldn't get out of it and go somewhere. That's pretty generous of them. That's exactly it. I mean, it's, uh, but they've also told us, too, if we uh, suspect we have any kind of symptoms or anything, if we go to a terminal, they in the truck and call the uh, terminal office. They'll send somebody out with protective gear to come take care of us. So they've been doing a lot of that. But they, we've had, I think, you know, we've got about 5,000 drivers where I work, and we've only had one that was diagnosed with uh, COVID-19, but uh, supposedly he's recovering very well and everything. has not had a problem. Oh, good to hear that. How are you making out with uh, shippers and receivers now when you go in to deliver or pick up a loader? You know, we're hearing stories that they're saying, just stay the hell out. We don't even want to see you here. Is that really true? Well, no, it's not that bad. I mean, they've, you know, what I've had to do is uh, a couple of them have asked me to stay in the truck and to stay in my paperwork and uh, do it that way, you know. And then uh, they're just trying to limit interaction with other people, you know, that are not employees where they work. And uh, I had uh, one customer in Kansas City check my temperature with one of those touchless thermometers where they would... Uh, point at my forehead and take my temperature and then I've also had to fill out questionnaire sheets about uh, where I've been and if I've been around knowing I've been around people that had uh, COVID-19 and uh, things of that nature so I mean it's, you know, I've had a, one customer I was at yesterday over in North Carolina I had to wear my uh, ace mask whenever I was outside the truck and everything even though I wasn't around those people I still want me to wear the mask Are they letting in to wash up and use the washrooms? Uh, most of them are still letting us use the restrooms, yes. Okay. I, had a, I was at one in Michigan. They had a, uh, they didn't want us in the shipping receiving office. They had, it would actually put the paperwork in the back of the trailer for us. That's a pick up a load. And then uh, 
they would just write our name in and put up the COVID-19 on the paperwork next to it. Norton's making notation about it. And then, uh, they had a porta potty outside for us. Exactly. Uh, too big on using anyway. It's kind of uh, unsanitary in my mind, especially right now with everything going on. Yeah. Yeah. It just strikes me, you know, the uh, everybody you talk to, public, the media, TV, they're all hailing truck drivers as heroes, you know, staying on the job, delivering freight, putting yourselves at risk. And yet yeah. when you go in looking for a bit of help, uh, access to a bathroom so that you can wash up after coming into contact with them, you know, they refuse the entry, which seems pretty uncharitable to me. Yeah, it is. I mean, for the most part, I mean, it has, I mean, I've had a uh, couple places I've been to, uh, you know, give me some, uh, you know, like goodie bags and stuff. You know, they had food and other stuff, in, you know, for me to take with me on the road. So, I mean, they were still in appreciation that way. And, uh, matter of fact, uh, one did offer to go get me a uh, meal while they were on their lunch break. They would rather bring me some food back to my truck, you know, while they were loading my chair and stuff, which is very nice of them. But, uh, they went to go get fried chicken. I can't eat fried food. So I had to apply uh, decline their offer on that. Trina Monez is a company driver for Bison Transport. She's based in Mississauga, Ontario, which is right beside Toronto. Uh, she's also a member of the Women in Trucking's Image Team. Trina, hi. Welcome to HDT Talks Trucking. Hi, Jim. How's this, uh, how's this coronavirus quarantine, no food in the truck stop, hard-to-find bathrooms thing affected you? Um... It's been uh, a little bit of a process sometimes. I, I imagine for drivers that eat out a lot, it has been um, a big curve. I, for me personally, um, I cook all my own meals on my resets, um, and I was doing it at the terminal. So with the restaurants being closed, it didn't affect me um, as much as it would other drivers. Um I don't buy a lot of fast food. I make my own coffee in the truck. Um, what has changed for me, uh, for food-wise, is that um, I no longer cook in the terminal. I do everything in the truck. As far as washroom goes, um, it's very... Uh, you can use washrooms at truck stops. I was at a customer just yesterday that went to check-in, was not allowed in the building, um, and was not allowed to use the washrooms on the on the site. Um, so you tend to have emergency things with you on a normal basis anyway. Um, so sometimes you have to, you know, use alternative measures. But um, quite a few customers have put up porta johns. Are they cleaning them properly? I don't know. All the truck stops said that um, with the COVID-19, I get uh, I have apps on my phone and I get emails from truck stops and they say we are now uh, taking precautions and we are sterilizing more and this and that. And right now with COVID-19, the hot spot for a truck driver is a truck stop because you get so many people going in um, truck stops i the truck stop i field at today had a sign on the door that said only this many customers allowed in the store oh this was a small truck stop and they're allowed 32 people 
in the in the store at one time. That, that sounds like a pretty like good all- crowd. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of people for that small little pilot. Now, the truck stop I was in today, they put up plexiglass to protect the cashiers. That's something new. But it's it's a learning curve when it comes to uh, buying food stuff and not being able to go into restaurants. I know drivers that have walked up to to go windows at different places and... They were told uh, leave or were calling the police. Calling the police, um, that's a bit much. And then there's other places that you call them and they will serve you right at your truck. You don't even have to get out of your truck. There's other places that welcome truckers and you can walk right up to the drive through window. Have you seen much of a difference between the way drivers are treated or the things you have to do? differences between Canada and the U.S.? Um, are each country taking a different approach to this, or is it more or less the same on both sides of the border? It's it's pretty well the same, I think, on both sides. I don't see much that goes on in Canada, although I will tell you, I do not do any shopping <clears throat> in Mississauga. I will, I'll, I'll do all my shopping somewhere else because when I have been in Mississauga at different places, there's people that are respecting what's supposed to be done, and then there's people that, that don't care, and they don't care about anybody else. And it's too heavily populated for me. Is that unique to Mississauga, or do you see that elsewhere, too? Uh, no, I I have seen it in, in the States as well, in different places that I stopped before I quit going into high-populated areas because people don't always tend to uh, respect that six-foot distance, and they will just walk right between us. And, and yeah, so I've seen it on both sides of the border. Let's talk about the border itself. Uh, how is getting across the border now? Is it any different from what it was in December? Um, everything is the same, except, you know, you take precautions. When I hand them my fast cards, they have on gloves and face masks. But what drivers got to realize is, they don't change those gloves every time another driver comes up. So those gloves that they wear, when they handle your, your fast card or your ID, you're getting every driver that has passed through that booth, you're getting whatever is on those gloves back to you. Wow, that's a good point. So what I do is I have my alcohol wipe ready when they hand me back my my ID, I wipe it off with the alcohol wipe, put it away, and then I wipe my hands with the alcohol wipe. Now, last week, they just made it, um, they, sent, uh, they sent out a message saying that when you cross back into Canada, drivers have to be wearing a face mask. And they did say that if drivers didn't have a face mask on, they would not be um, turned away, and they would try to get the driver a face mask. Now, I have my own face mask, so I don't know how that went went on with drivers who didn't have face masks. But coming back into Canada, they ask you to please wear flat face masks. Now, when you show up at the booth, you drive up to the window in the truck, you got your mask on. Do they ask you to take yep. the mask off so they can identify you, look at your passport or your license, and see if you're who you say you um, are? They may, they may, 
but um, I, when I pull up with my mask on, I, I usually have one, one side of it um, untied, and I ask them, do you need to see my face to match it to my ID? And usually they say no, but if they say yes, then I can lift my mask and I can put it back on when I'm done. Well, I don't know about you, but I think these drivers are positively heroic in their outlook and their approach to this bizarre situation. In part two, we'll dig a little deeper into how they're coping with all this, and we'll talk about their feelings about going home and missing their families. You've been listening to a special edition of HDT Talks Trucking, truck driving during a pandemic. Thanks to our guests, Rebecca Coons of Cargo Transporters, James Houston of Bulldog Highway Express, Mark Sane of Tri-State Motor Transit, Jeff Barker of Crete Carriers, and Trina Monez of Bison Transport. We have a few more COVID-19 special reports in the works, including cleaning and sanitizing for COVID-19, keeping the shop running, and working remotely from home. We'll also go to the truck stops to get their perspective on all this, and we'll take a look forward to see where we'll be when COVID-19 is nothing more than an unpleasant memory. HDT Talks Trucking is produced by Deb Lockridge, recording and audio production by Jim Park. Heavy Duty Trucking Magazine is published by Bobbitt Business Media. I'm Jim Park. Thanks for listening.